Hello, 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 everyone. This is Pastor Lisa McIntosh, also known as Lady Z. I have missed you guys, and I know that you have missed me, I believe. So I am so grateful for each and every one of you. Um, I have been out promoting my book and um, called The War in My Mind to the Place of Deliverance. I've been doing promotions and looking forward to doing some virtual signing as well. But I wanted today, I'm going to do a little something a little bit differently. And that's actually going to uh, give you some excerpts from the book as well as expound on them as well. I know that it will bless you. I know that it will bring you to a great place. And um, we're just going to open up some scriptures and we're going to read them and we'll talk about them as well. But before I do this... I want to thank you, each and every one of you from near and far, all around the world. You guys have been such a blessing. I don't want to start naming names and countries and all of that because I don't want to take the chance of missing out on anyone. But I want to tell you thank you so much for all of those who are listening on all seven of the platforms. Uh, Rather, it's from Anchor, Spotify, Overcast, Breakers, Apple, iTunes, all the sources that are uh, platforms that are listening. So let's go for a short word of prayer and let's hear what the Lord has to say. Because we are, know that we are in ter- turbulent times, but we can still have joy in those turbulent times. We can still have peace in those turbulent times. So let's just trust God today. Amen. Most gracious God in heaven, I give you praise. We give you honor and the glory. We touch and agree, Father God, that your will be done in heaven as it is on earth. Father, today, in the mighty name of Jesus, I ask you, Lord, that you will use us, that you will bring your glory, God, through our lives. So, God, help us to be those vessels, a city upon a hill that cannot be hid. Father God, we give you the glory and honor and the praise. We take authority over the air in the name of Jesus and let there be no interferences in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for those who are sick and afflicted in their bodies. We know that you were wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace. your peace was upon us and with your stripes. We are healed. Not going to be healed. We are healed. We're standing on the word and the promises of God. We thank you that the joy of the Lord is our strength. We pronounce and we declare and decree joy in our lives. We don't have to be depressed. We bind up the spirit of depression, oppression, thoughts of suicide. In the name of Jesus, I'm asking, Lord, that you'll fulfill your prophecy that you said in the book of Joel in the last days I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh Father where we see it all over the world Father God that people are hungry for you they're hungry for the living Christ so Father I thank you as you just take over my mouth take over my hands my body God I thank you to bless these people those who are on their way to work Father God even those who are incarcerated that are just hearing Lord just the peep and the squeak of your voice I thank you for it, Father God. We thank you for those who are uh, in home and those who have uh, suffered from domestic violence, those who are going through right now, Lord, and they need answers. Lord, show them that you are the answer. You are the way and the truth and the life. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray and we thank you for it. Amen. Bless God. Bless God. Amen. Amen. So once again, I thank you all, all over the world. This has just been, a, you guys have been a blessing. And thank you for your continued support. Okay. So, um, I was thinking about, Lord, what do you want me to talk to the people about? He said, hey, talk to them about the book. Because the book that you wrote is really prevalent and it's really needed in this time. And I'm going to go by... And start at chapter one, and I'm just going to get um, give you like just some excerpts from it, and um, uh, we'll talk about those too. And it, it begins with talking about uh, Joseph and having a dream, and we know that Joseph had a dream, and we know how much Joseph loved God, and. We, we look and we hear about the dream, about the coat of many colors and how uh, his father, Jacob, had blessed him, you know, and he didn't bless the other ones with the coat. He didn't. But, and so we see that in that, Joseph had this dream. 
And what uh, I want to tell you about it in the book as well is that Joseph, watch this, just like myself and just like you, sometimes when God gives us a vision, he doesn't show us everything in that vision at one time. He doesn't. He doesn't show us everything because he knows what he has put in you and I. And he wants to fulfill the promises. He wants to fulfill the vision. And he wants to fulfill the dream. But God knows that if he was to show you the ins, the outs, the everything, the highs and the lows, the disappointments, the times the adversary will come and come against us, that might deter us, give us a detour, and take us off the path in which God wants us to go on. So God doesn't want that. He wants us to stay the course. He wants us to stay the course. He wants us to he wants us to stay focused. We he can't show us everything at one time. And we have to also understand that we are new creatures in Christ. We're new creatures in Christ. So guess what? God already knew that he was going to call you a certain time in your life. You were already created to be a part of God. You were already meant to be created in the image and likeness of God. But unfortunately, we know that sin came into the camp and uh, Adam and Eve, they gave over their covenant rights over to Satan. And when they gave over their covenant rights to Satan and broke covenant with God, that means that their allegiance came over to Satan. They gave their whole total allegiance over to Satan. So there's always this fight because Satan does not like liberty. He doesn't like joy. He doesn't like peace. He doesn't like any of those things. He wants people to be bound. He wants people to be bound and he wants them to be enchained. He wants them to be immobilized in their mind. He just does not love people at all. So the more people that he can take to hell when Jesus Christ returns, he will be satisfied. But God says not so. He says not so because God loves each and every one of us unconditionally. That's not based upon what you can do. You can't earn it. Jesus Christ paid the price on the cross at Calvary. For yours and mine's sin. Amen. So he wants us to learn how to stay focused. And you said, well, Pastor Lisa, it's really hard to stay focused in these times. Um, it, Paul even said it. When I would do good, I want to do good, but evil is present all around me. So how do I stay good? How do I stay focused? And one of the things is that, watch this, as born-again believers, and those maybe you're not born again, maybe you're seeking God, or maybe you've sought God, and maybe you stayed uh, uh, got away from God. But God, I know, as a witness, is always there with outstretched hands. He's always there with outstretched hands to love on us, to care for us. That's what He wants from us. He doesn't want us, listen, He doesn't want us in bondage. He doesn't want us in torment. God does not want us sick and feeble in our bodies. God came, Jesus came and died that we may have life and have life more abundantly. That's the good news. Listen, that's the good news. The thing about it is what Satan tries to do is uh, use the things that we feel, the things that we see, our five physical senses to try to dull and nullify the word of God. But he can't do it because, listen, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You just have, and I have to continue to realize the power of God, the resurrected, listen, power of God on the inside of us. We don't, listen, we don't have to always, um, um, you say, well, why not call on the name of the Lord? Because he's on the inside of us. And listen, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with calling on the Lord because he tells us to. He said, come boldly to the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and favor in a time of need. Okay, so we're supposed to come to Christ. But what God wants the body of Christ to understand is how powerful we are in him. John 15 and 5 talks about that. 
that we abide in him and he abides in us. So guess what? We are overcomers. We're empowered. We are have the authority because the Holy Spirit knits himself with us in our spirit. He comes into our spirit because we yield ourselves. So once he comes into our spirits, the whole old nature, listen, the whole old nature has to go. God gives it the boot. And what we do is that we continue to hold on fast to the word. Because you think about the, the, the parable of the seed that was sown. Okay, it talks about the three types of soil. I don't have that in my book, but it talks about three types of soil. Yes, I do. Thank you, Lord. Yes, I do. Um, three types of soil. There's uh, thorny ground. Uh, there's good ground. And then we know that there's ground that didn't have much depth to it. So, and where the sun, um, the, the, the birds came and they devoured it. The thing about it is, watch this. When you gave your life to Christ, the hunger, the thirst, the reality of needing God is in you. You want it. You thrive for it. You go to church. You go to Bible study. You just want to learn more about Christ. You're so glad to be in the place of liberty. Well, the devil knows that too. He knows you like liberty. He knows you love liberty. Amen? So what does he come to do? As soon as you get the word of freedom in you, as soon as you get, because you get the word of freedom in you, then what he does is come and through crisis or situations, and because your root is not deep into the word and it doesn't have depth to it, the Bible says that the the devourer, which is the, the bird, represents the bird, comes and picks and plucks it up. It comes and plucks it up because it had no death. It didn't have time. It didn't have time. Because oftentimes when people give their lives to Christ, what they do is they stop studying the Word of God. They depend on the the Bible studies. They depend on um, information from other people to carry them through the week and carry them through the day. That is not what we do. That's not what we do as born again believers. And I, I, I can even say that for myself when I uh, started off, I just felt that, you know, as a born again Christian, go, go to church, feed up, go worship, praise God, feed on someone else's word and somebody else's information. But what happens is there comes a time in the night time when you can't get to your pastors, you can't get to your moms, you can't get to your cousins, you can't get to people, and you have to go to God. And that's the best place that you can be is right there in the secret place of the Most High God. Be right there because he is the one, listen, that fights your battles when the enemy is trying to inflict you, uh, inflict your, your, your body or trying to t- uh, um, um, torment your mind. He is right there to hold you, to touch you, to love on you, to say, hey, I'm here for you. The thing what God wants us to do as believers is to know that the power of resurrected power of God, it lives in us. We're not separate from God. We are not separate and feel like, okay, it's, it's me and warring against. You use the authority and the power of, the, of God that's within you because we're one. Our spirit becomes one with God. His spirit, you just yield yourself over to God and say, God, here I am. Take me over. That's what I want from God. I want him to take me over. Amen. I want him to just say, here, God, I'm laid out before you. Take me over. Take my soul over. And when we do that, he has permission to do what it is that he needs to do to make you greater for the kingdom, to make you greater in relationships, to make you greater on your job. God makes you greater. And as you allow God to make you greater through his spirit, then what ends up happening, the devil has to bow down. Because the Bible says that old things, listen, old things, old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Amen? It's old. Old things are passed away. So, uh, let me give you a scripture with um, 
to confirm that, it's in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, New King James Version reads, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, anyone is in Christ. Any, think about that. Anyone is in Christ. Christ is in us. Anyone is in Christ because we're spiritual beings. So his spirit is connected to ours. Anyone who is in Christ. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Meaning that, listen, all of those things from your past, that's the old creation. That's the old man. The bitterness, the anger, the stress, the poverty, the sickness, the death. I mean, we all will die from go from this place to heaven, but you don't have to die prematurely. Adam and Eve, I learned this when I first became a Christian. Adam and Eve, before they died a uh, spiritual death, they died the physical death first because of their sin. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. So that's what the Satan is trying to do is to kill, steal, and destroy. But God came that we may have life, zoe, life more abundantly, right? So we're connected with him in the spirit as one. We're connected. He feeds us. We just yield ourselves. See yourself visually as just an open vessel, okay, filled with God. Just You just want to be not filled with yourself, not filled with your flesh, not filled with your pains, not filled with your past. You want to be filled with the power of God, the resurrected power of the Holy Spirit to overcome the obstacles that are trying to come your way. So it says here, um, um, and this is from the book, it says, each day we have thousands of thoughts that come to our minds. Listen, thousands of thoughts that come to our mind, both good and bad. Now, let me let me tell you something. When you're in Christ and you love the Lord, I mean, you love his word, you love his people, um, you love everything about the Lord. Then the enemy will come against your mind, against your thoughts. He tries to come in several times. Why? Because he has lost you. He's lost your soul. He's lost your uh, 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 creativity. He's lost the purpose that he planned for you. And now you're walking in the Lord. The thing about it is that we have to be have a renewed mind because that old man, that old mindset was dangerous. It came with destructive behaviors and wrong mindsets. Amen. So what has to happen is when we come into the knowledge of Christ and he comes and invades our heart and our souls, then what we have to do, watch this, is we have to feed that new spirit. The old man has to die, crucify it daily. But the new man has to have the word. It has to feed. It's like uh, it's, it's the word. The Bible said the word is medicine to our flesh. Watch this. The more that I read the word, and that you read the word. Because God is a spirit and we're new creatures, new spiritual beings. Guess what? When we read the word, it heals our flesh. It heals it as long as God wants you to be down here on this earth. Most people think um, that, well, hmm, uh, it's God's will. He got want to give them their angels' wings, and he needed them more in heaven than they needed to be on earth. No, that is a lie. It's a tradition. It's a heresy, and it's not from the mouth of God. That's not what God's word says. His word, his promise is that he wish above all things that we prosper and be in good health, good health, even as our soul prospers. Amen. So if you've been taught in traditional churches, religious uh, um, 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 theaters, then they will, some will tell you, well, you know what, God, if he want to, God, if it's your will, it is his will because it's his word. His word is that we will live, amen, with longevity of life. You don't have, I've made a pact with God. And I said, God, you know what? It doesn't matter who died of this disease. It doesn't matter who died of this disease. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. I want to live 105 plus. If God tarries to serve him, to serve the community, to serve the, the, those who are lost, 
as long as I can. Amen. So that means that, okay, God says, I will occupy your body. Now, these are the conditions of that. And I want to talk to you about that too. When God comes into our lives and the Holy Spirit comes to our life, he will say, listen, this is what I'm going to teach you to have a longevity of life. And we all need some help with it. Amen. We need help with our eating uh, habits. We all do. Eating habits, exercises, um, sleeping right. You know, all of those things. Putting a, a bridle on our mouth. Not to say the wrong things. Because, listen, for so many years of your life and of my life, all I knew was to speak death words. Words that weren't going to produce any good fruit. Amen. You can just speak things and you can talk yourself into a migraine. You can talk yourself into diseases. You can talk yourself into poverty. Because when the sin came upon all mankind, that's what Satan used, the tool of man's mouth, to, to keep them down. To keep them down and to keep them unproductive. Amen. Because if the devil can tell you and you will accept it, oh, I'm going to be a crack addict just like my mom. My mom was a crack addict. My dad was a drunk. My whole family has drunk. They're drunk. This person has this disease. My mom had this disease. You have to be the one who has changed the form of your words. You cannot speak those words because every word will produce something. If I ask God, okay, God, because God gives us the authority. He's given us the authority to call those things that be not as though they were. Amen. I was confronted with a situation a few days ago, just a few days ago. Okay. And uh, I really needed God. I needed God's favor for some increase because I had some, some debts that were coming up. Um, some some bills, okay? And I said, okay, God, hmm. Now, I could have just let that situation just come up against me and I just did nothing, or I could speak to it. And I said, no, in the name of Jesus. God, you told me to use my authority in the earth. I said, in the name of Jesus. I said, Lord, I thank you for my bank accounts being filled. I thank you for this, that, and the other. And what did he do? And that's honest God true. I has my son as my witness. Um, my money was in my bank account. I had no I, I didn't I didn't do anything to get it, didn't do anything extra to get it, didn't uh but I knew it was from God because I had prayed to him because he knew my need. So we have to be careful with our words. We have to really, really be careful with our words. Because remember this Satan is the prince of the power of the air. He's waiting for us to put our mouths in allegiance with what he's saying. He wants us to. He's like, oh, okay. Hmm. I think I can talk her into thinking that she has high blood or this disease because he puts the thought in your mind. Amen. So what we want to do is remember the war is in our mind. Amen. But God doesn't want the war to just be there. In our mind, he wants to bring us to a place of deliverance. So I want to offer you my book. It's on Amazon and Kindle right now. I'm trying to get it on audio. I will be getting it on audio book real soon because it's been lots of requests for it. It's called The War in My Mind to the Place of Deliverance by Lisa. That's L-I-S-A Macintosh M-C capital I-N. T-O-S-H. It's for $9.95. You can get it on Kindle for $8.95. And I know that you will be blessed. Tremendously blessed. Tremendously, tremendously blessed. And so uh, check it out. And also, uh, when you're doing that, also go into YouTube or um, Spotify. And you can hear my new song, um, He is Lord, He is King, He's My Everything. Under the same name, Lisa McIntosh. Because in these times, we need worship. What does worship do? It connects us directly to God. And it connects us to a, a place of praise where the enemy can't get to. He can't get to us uh, um, and trouble our minds when we're in that place of worship. When we're committed to worship. I know there's 
times where uh, I may have things going on and I may pray in the spirit and then I will sing. I will sing until I feel the yoke being destroyed off of my life. So, hey, go buy the book. Check the book out. It's again, it's the war in my mind to the place of deliverance. If you just put it in the um, search, it'll pull the book right up and be a blessing not only to myself, but be a blessing to yourselves as well. Amen. So this is Pastor Lisa McIntosh, also known as Lady Z, coming to you live from here, Omaha, Nebraska. And like I said, I love you. And what is my statement? You're a victor and you're victorious. God bless you. We'll talk soon. Tune in, tune in. Love you. Welcome, 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 everybody. This is Pastor Lisa coming to you live. And it's been a wow. So I'm just grateful right now to just come before you with a word from the Lord. And just, I want to tell you that I miss you all. And let's... Go before the Lord and the word of prayer and get right into this word because I'm excited about this word. I'm excited about what God is doing in this simple time. All right, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we give you glory. God, we give you honor. God, we give you praise. We just ask you, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, that you would touch every heart, that you would touch every mind, Lord, that you would touch every spirit right now in the name of Jesus. For the blessing of the Lord make the rich and addeth no sorrow with it. We command the enemy that's in the airwaves to be to cease his uh, attacks right now in the name of Jesus. God, you are worthy to be praised. And I thank you, Father God, for what you're going to do. Because, God, you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. So, Lord, as I break the bread of life, Father God, speak through me, Father God, to your people. I give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, amen. What we're going to be talking today about is we're going to be coming from the book of uh, Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 30. Um, in um, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 30, and we'll start at the beginning. And I wanted to really encourage the people on today because uh, there's a lot that is going on in the spirit and um uh, the Lord is not slacking his promises. He did the beginning of good work and you will complete it to the day of Christ. So in these days and in these times, we can't grow faint. We're, I hear that so strongly. Don't grow faint. Don't grow weary and well-doing for you'll reap if you faint not. We know that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But God came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. So... We're going to just go right to 1 Samuel, and I've been studying on this word, meditating on this word, because this is a day and time where we just can't, uh, this is a day and time where we just, we have to be hearers and doers of the word, not deceiving our own self. We can't no longer just um, pretend, be in a place of pretense. We have to understand that God is sovereign, that God is uh, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, and God is the author and the finisher of our faith. So we got to believe that with our whole heart. Amen. So 1 Samuel chapter 30, and it reads on this wise, it says, And it came to pass, when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south, and Ziglag and smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire. Okay, so we we find here in the story here is where David and his his army they had came out from a particular battle and they were coming home to get some rest. Everybody say rest. They were coming home to try to get some rest and come to see their families and to hug on their families and to celebrate the victory that they had. Um, had gotten. But when they got there, what they saw, what they saw there was, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but we're going to get into what they saw and how they responded to what they saw. Because oftentimes when we see things, everything that we see is not really the truth. Everything we feel is not always really the fact. So let's see what happens. And it says, and 
and he and he had taken the they had and had taken the um let me get I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag, smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire. So when they had gotten home uh the place to rest, they had found that their homes had been ravished. It was set afire. The children were gone, the women were gone, everything seemingly gone in destruction. Amen. And <clears throat> when they saw that, they all immediately went into panic. And that's what a lot of times was happening right now. We see where uh, people are going into panic. We know that the scripture tells us who are believers, that we walk by faith and not by sight. We know that we, when we walk by faith, that's saying that we trust God for everything that he has said in his word and his promises. Amen. But something happens to us when we actually see things because we were born to be trained by our five physical senses. So that's why the scripture tells us to be renewed by the spirit of our mind because when we become born again creatures, we no longer are going by the physical things that we see, the five senses, but we're going being led by the spirit of God. Because he says, as many as led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So we got to remember that uh, as believers, we're not, <clears throat> we're peculiar people. We're a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. That means that our Father, we seek Him uh, for everything that we need. So we see here where, uh, thank you, Lord. We see here where David gets back here, and we see right th that they are uh, afraid. They're in distress, they're in peril, and they don't know what to do. Because this is something, this is something that's uh, uh, unfamiliar. This, they're used to winning the battles. They're used to conquering. They're used to God giving them a directive and a con concrete plan on what to do. They're used to having those things. So when they get there and they see that the fire, there's a fire that's going, they see that there's a fire that's going on, and they don't see any of their loved ones, immediately, and let's go on, and it says here, and, and it said, in the third verse, it says, So David and his men came to the city. Behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. So our initial response to certain things is not always, and we'll go into praise or to prayer, which we should do, so God can give us the, the um, discernment about what's going on. But what they did is they began to weep. It said, the Bible says that then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they wept no more. Because what they saw, it looked, was complete devastation. And it looked like, let me say look like, it looked like everything was gone. When they saw that there was a fire, they automatically thought, that their wives were taken and uh, probably murdered, killed, raped, or whatever. Um, all of these things start, negative things start going into their mind. And that's what Satan wants to do to the body of believers now. He's already doing it to those who don't know him, but we all have an opportunity to, to know him. Because the Bible says that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Ah, nothing like true liberty. It's nothing like true freedom that God can only show you. So um, it says, and then, and then David and the people, they wept until they couldn't weep no more. So we see here that the enemy automatically tried to oppress their soul, uh, oppress and to depress them. After God, listen, had just gave them the victory. He just had gave them the victory over the enemy and, and, and uh, to conquer, to conquer. Listen, to conquer. We have to be put in remembrance that God will always give us a way of escape. God will always give us the direction. God will continue to let us walk in purpose if we obey him and if we follow him, if we get still and to listen to him. Oftentimes, what we want to do is we want to hurry up and go do instead of stopping and listening. 
That's why he says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. When, when we're in, if we find yourself in a place of distress, turmoil, confusion, and you're not really sure of what to do at that particular time, that's when God says, Seek ye. A lot of times what we want to do is go out and go on impulse. And a lot of times when we go out on impulse, uh, uh, impulse is always wrong. It's always going to bear some uh, not so good fruit. So that's why God says, hey, seek me first. I'm going to tell you the truth about your health. I will tell you the truth about your marriage. I will tell you the truth about your finances. And I will let you know what it is that you need to do regarding regarding these situations okay so let's keep going this is exciting because god is so great and he's awesome he is an awesome god if we would just listen to him his small still voice and listen and do his command so now listen this is the thing david it said that david and his men wept bitterly because they couldn't at that particular time, they were in the moment. They were in the moment of distress. So it appeared everything was gone. It was ravaged. It was gone. So David wept with his men. What I love about David, though, is that David had a commitment. David had a relationship with God. And he knew how God had brought him when he was in a struggle uh, with the, gave him strength when he fought a lion and a bear and how he broke the necks of both of those with his bare hands by the power of God. That's why God said, not by might nor by power, but by his spirit. David was able to slew the giant, not based upon his natural strength, because his natural strength, he was really small in stature, but the wisdom of God. That's when your enemy is trying to come up against you like a flood. God will give you the wisdom. He gives you the wisdom. He gives you wisdom how to fight your giants. You might have giants in your life, but God gives you wisdom on how to fight your giants. Rather something in your health, rather something with your, with your family, rather something with your boss, rather something with your spouse. God, we need godly wisdom. In the book of Psalms, uh, in the book of Proverbs, it says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and all thy getting, get understanding. Why did he say wisdom was the principal thing? He said, because that's the main thing that you need regarding your situation and how to get it resolved. Amen. So that's what he meant. You have to have wisdom, not the wisdom of man, not the wisdom of your boss, not the wisdom of your doctors. Not the wisdom of people, but the wisdom of God. Can God use people to help us, to bless us? Yes. But we still need the wisdom of God on who even to interact with. Amen? We need the wisdom of God. We need the wisdom of God regarding friendships. We need the wisdom of God regarding everything concerning our life if you are a believer. Amen? And if you're not a believer... At the end of this broadcast, I believe that you'll be convinced to have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Amen. So let's move on. Okay. And it says, and, and had taken the women captives. And uh, this is, uh, um, let's see, this is two. I carry them away, great or small, but carry them away and went on their way. David and his men came to the, okay I, I'm going back I'm, I'm getting too excited okay <laughs> number four then David and the people that were there lifted up their voice and they wept until they had no more power to weep and David's two wives in this verse five David and his two wives were taken captive Ahinoam the Jezreelitess and Abigail the wife of Nabal the Carmelite and David was greatly distressed so listen it doesn't mean, this is the thing, even as Christians, sometimes people can still get distressed. It's, you know, it's can, you can get distressed. People can get depressed. People can be overwhelmed with some things in life. But we're going to see what David did. We're going to see what David did in those times where he felt distressed, when he felt hopeless, when he didn't know what to do. 
What did he do to bring himself back into that place of peace? That's what's important to me in my life today, and it should be important to you as well. Okay, what do I do to bring myself back in the place of peace? I understand this is going on. I understand this is demand. I understand this person wants something. I understand what this person's saying. But what do you as an individual and I as an individual have to do to keep ourselves in peace? Because he said he will keep our minds in perfect peace, who uh, minds are stayed. He'll keep us in perfect peace whose minds are stayed on him. Amen? So we want to, and even in the excitement of things that's going around you right now, remember that how valuable peace is, valuable joy is, valuable love is. Remember that. Remember that no matter what. I tell myself in the morning, I welcome calmness, joy, the Holy Spirit, of course, Peace, great health. I put those things in my spirit because every day people are going to be, you're going to be challenged with something. And the way that you respond to it determines on your peace about it. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Woo! Glory to God. I'm excited. I'm excited. Okay. Hmm. Okay. And the verse 6 says, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him. So listen, these very same men that he was probably less two or three hours ago celebrating with because of the victory, now they became his enemy. They Now they want to stone him. The enemy has spoke to their minds and told them, Well, if we had not been with you out trying to conquer this war, this and that, we would have been here to protect our families, been able to do this, to do that. And they wouldn't have been carried off by the enemy. That is, the Bible said, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. So though that mindset that, were in, that was in that man, those men came on the men, was the spirit of the enemy. They had, now they had fear. They had anxiety. They were perplexed. And they were like, you know what? We're going to kill you. We're talking about stoning you. So now David has a bigger uh, bigger uh, problem now because he's like the very people, amen, that he thought would, would fight with him to help him conquer more were the, now the ones who had turned their back on him talking that they were going to stone him. So... Here we see here, amen, and let's keep going because this is getting better and better. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, and it says, stoning him because the souls of the people, listen, the souls of the people were grieved. I'm going to park it right there for a minute, just for a minute, because when people are grieved in their spirit, when they're vexed in their soul, those are the times especially in those times, are to seek the Lord, to ask him for counsel. God, what do I do in this situation? What, what, I, what needs to happen right here? I'm feeling vexed in my spirit. And when you feel your joy seeping, seeping away or feel your peace that's seeping away, it's important that, that the Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So what is this that's causing my joy and my peace to seep away? They were so uh, 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 upset about what they were in the moment that they couldn't even think about the victory that God had just brought them through. Mm. Ooh. Hallelujah. Glory to God. They couldn't celebrate. That's a problem when we cannot celebrate. I'm not saying that uh, it's going to always be a glad time. Well, it should be because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And but there are going to be times that you're going to be confronted, and but whatever you do, remember that the God that gave you peace that all surpasses all understanding will continue to guide you with that same spirit. He said, Many are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So if you want to keep that, if you want to keep that, that peace, that joy, the understanding, and not confused, then that's when you have to seek God, amen.
and steal away. So let's see what David did. Okay, so they were talking about stoning him. So listen, this David, um, it said, because the soul of the people were vexed, and that's verse 6, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. Right there, right there is where I want to tell you guys, this is the place right there. When things are going haywire in your life, that's when you have to encourage yourself in the Lord. Maybe you're encouraging, like I like to worship. I worship in the shower. I worship on my knees. I love to worship. And I understand that the devil, he doesn't like that. So that's why I need to do it more. We need to tell God, thank you. God, I thank you right now. I'm not sure about all what's going on in my life right now and why it's going on. But I understand, God, that this is the devil trying to take my joy. It's the devil trying to pluck up my peace. It's the devil that's trying to run roughshod over my family. And listen, so I'm going to stay in the place of sanity and I'm going to continue to praise you. I'm going to worship you. I'm going to give you everything that you want so you can give me everything that you need, that I need. Amen. Um, I went to church service on Sunday and uh, I just felt the urgency to go. I had to go. I had to go. And that was what the Lord spoke to me in my spirit. He said, if you give me what I want, I will give you what you need. And all I could do was feel this. Um, <laughs> this I just needed to. The, to worship, worship in, in, in my heart. So I went into a place of worship. And, and the more that I worshiped God and just thanked him and just, I could feel my spirit, my spirit going back, getting his peace, getting his joy. And then I went to the altar and I released the rest of it to God there. And um, that's, if we're spiritual beings, and we are, everybody's a spiritual being. Rather, you know the Lord or not, you are a spiritual being. You're not just only human. You have, you have a spirit. You have the Holy Spirit that uh, leads and guides you to all truth. You have the Holy Spirit that uh, 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 um, fights your battles for you. But then if you don't have the Spirit of God, you don't have the Spirit of God. And you're still in a place of sin. You're still a sinner. Amen? And... But that, you know, listen, God loves you and he wants you to, this is, he wants you and loves you so much. He's willing to say, listen, I died and suffered and died for you and took your sins away that you might be free, free from all guilt, free from all shame, free from all sickness, free from the spirit of death. Yes, we, the body would die, but your soul would go on to eternity with God if you're his. That's why God is making such a strong petition in his last days because God is like, it's the season and the times are wrapping up. So uh, we're, we're, we're in a place now where he says, choose ye this day who you're going to serve. If God be your God, serve him. If Baal be your Baal, if Baal be your God, serve him. Baal represents the devil. So let that be your God if that's your God. But God loves you so much because he wants you to spend, listen, to spend eternity in heaven with him. Hallelujah. He wants you to spend, hey, God, I bless you, heaven and eternity because it's life after this death. Amen. But you can also have life and have it more abundantly. We're not going to be exempt from the things that we see on TV, from the bad things that happens in people's lives. But we, listen, God is our shield and our buckler. God is the one who protects us. He is the one who leads us if we will listen to him. You don't have to have joyless days. You don't have to be all oppressed and depressed and down and out. That, you don't have to have that. You don't, because when you understand that who God is and who God is in you and where you're going after this place, then you don't have to be sad. And when you understand that you can live in harmony and peace and joy down here on earth. Yes, you know, you're going to have uh, bosses that act up. But, you know, that doesn't mean that you have to. 
You're going to have bills and things that come, but you know that doesn't mean that you have to be distressed about it if you truly believe that God will bring you through. Amen? Amen? Praise God. And so uh, we're going to the, back to the, um, I'm going to go recap back over to verse 6. And David was greatly distressed for the people. Watch this. Now listen, this is, listen. And David was greatly distressed for the people spake of stoning him. David, listen, David, when he first saw the situation, yes, he wept. He wept bitterly. He did. He felt, oh my goodness, what's going on? But David also had a strong, very strong relationship with God. He knew that God had made him a conqueror over a giant. A giant. He knew that God had made him a conqueror in why he was a shepherd boy. So he knew how to get to God for the things that he needed. So, and, and there was times where, you know, David did some things and got himself in trouble. But even with that, God still uh, showed him a way of escape. God still brought him out of some bad places. Now, sometimes because of our own uh, unwillingness to be obedient to God, um, we end up suffering. We end up uh, falling. We end up uh, falling into, into a place sometime of destruction because or destructive behavior is because when you're born again and you're set apart for God and his work that me, and for what he called you to do, then that means we have to follow him. We have to be obedient to him. And we, and we have to follow the standard of the word. But oftentimes what people do, they want to have some of God, but not all of God. They want to have enough of God just to make it into heaven, but they don't want to have all of God to live prosperous down here in the earth. Amen. So that's why people find themselves always struggling. And uh, when some people find themselves struggling in Christianity, it's because they're not being obedient. They're not being obedient. Amen. So that's very important coming up, and we'll see how important obedience to God is. Amen? So David encouraged himself in the Lord. We cannot depend on other people to make us have joy. We cannot depend on other people to always exhort us, to build us up, to pave the way, and show us the way. We cannot depend on man. Bible talks about not depending on the arm of the flesh because they don't always have the answer. Jesus Christ is the answer. He's the way, the truth, and the life. So uh, David, instead of uh, trying to convince the people, the men not to stone him because they were adamant about taking him out. So now he's going to, he says, okay, all right, hang on a second. And it says here in the eighth verse, David inquired at the Lord saying, shall I pursue after this strong, uh, after this troop? So listen, what David did as we ought to do is when we're confronted with a decision, rather, uh, in my case, uh, rather to move, the timing of my move, uh, rather a physician, the right physician, or rather it's a, 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 a how involved to get into my family's cares and concerns. I have to see God. I have to see God because I don't want my strength to fail me. So I don't, I have to depend on the Lord to give me the answers for everything concerning me so I can be a better help to help someone else. Amen. So David inquires of the Lord. Sometimes, watch this, sometimes the Lord would tell you, move forward. Sometimes God would tell you to wait. Sometimes God will give you the instruction and say, I, and you won't hear anything right away. In those times, that's just the time to rest in the Lord. Just be still. It doesn't matter how people feel about it. If they, if they say, well, you need to do this, you need to do that. No, I'm going to wait on the Lord. Okay? But here we see in the verse 8 is where David goes before the Lord. 
and asking the Lord, shall we go after this troop? This troop that has burned up our village, this troop that has taken our wives and our children, shall we go after them? Watch this. So David asked the question. Now it's time for us to wait for the answer. I just asked God something for two days now. For two days. And I didn't hear any answer until today. Today he told me to do some research on something. So I'm a researcher. So we have to learn to be patient and wait on God as well. We have to be patient and wait for his answer. But God knew at this particular point that because they were talking about stoning uh, David, uh, that he needed to, um, thank you, Lord Jesus, that he needed an answer right away. Some of you guys need an answer right away. So just be ready that when God gives you that answer, that you're ready to respond uh, and react. Do, I'm sorry, to respond by what he asked you to do. Amen? By his command. So, so God is so awesome. He told, he tells David in verse eight, he says, so, so David says, shall I overtake them? And he answered him, God answered him, pursue for you shall surely overtake them and recover without fail. So David was smart because he knew to wait on God because he had done some things before and had not waited on God and found himself in some trouble. So he knew now, let me wait on God to hear the answer. I can't let the devil make me afraid and do something uh, uh, um, outside of the will of God. Um, I'm not gonna go before God because the last time I went before God and didn't listen to God's commandments, I found myself in trouble with God. So David was like, hey, even if they start stoning me, I'm still going to wait on the answer from the Lord. Amen. And that's what he did. They didn't stone him. God told him to pursue, get what you, what your, your possessions back and what's in the enemy's camp, as well as your children and wives. So God let him know right there that it was going to be all right. He let him know from there, everything is good. And the good part about this, what I love about the ending of this story, and read it for yourself, 1 Samuel chapter 30, is that um, everybody didn't go with him. There were some people that fall, fell by the wayside because they were too weak. They were too uh, uh, not strong enough. So God, listen, even gives David um, um, uh, instructions on who to take with you. Amen. Listen, in this season and time in, in your life, listen to God regarding if he, needs, if he needs to trim down some relationships in your life. Sometimes we've had relationships and relationships and people in our lives, and not all the time that they're bad people, but they may be hindering you and stopping you from your destined place. When they're hindering and stopping you from your destined place, that means you have to trim off some of it, trim off the fat. You got to say, hey, you know, this is something that me and God, I have to do. I might have to do this thing alone with God. Doesn't mean that I don't love you. Doesn't mean that I don't care about you. But I cannot and you cannot in these times, in these days, afford, listen, you cannot afford in these days, in these times, to be hindered with your relationship with God and your place of destiny. Amen? You just can't afford it. Just can't happen. And people may not understand it. When I was in the military and God started trimming down some relationships in my life, he saw that these relationships that I was in, that they were not healthy for me. They were, uh, uh, the enemy was uh, trying to use the people in my life then to really stop me from and to abort the destiny of God in my life. So God had to trim the fat. I had to, uh, he had to pull some people out of my life. And today I'm so grateful that he did because I know the enemy was setting me up for a destructive pathway. So with that being said, understand this. God is sovereign. God is faithful. 
and he is just to forgive you. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, or if you knew him and you strayed away for some reason, but you know this is the voice of the Lord that is speaking to you concerning you, then this is your time. Because the, you know, the, no one, the Bible says no one knoweth the hour that, or the time that Jesus Christ is coming. He could come back tonight. The question is, are you ready, really, really ready if he comes back for you tonight? Will you be found uh, in a place of eternal, in eternity with God? Or will you be in the place which is called hell? God loves you so much, amen, that he wants you to share <coughs> eternity with your brother, your sister, your aunts, your cousins, and those who are there. <coughs> Excuse me. But if you don't, those are the consequences of when he calls you out and you reject him. But I know tonight, after hearing this word, I believe in my soul that you won't reject him and that you will answer the call as he's calling out to you. Amen? And to just do that, we just have to acknowledge that we are sinners. When you're, when you're a sinner, that means you're just separated from God. But you don't want to be that anymore. You don't want to be separated from God. You don't want the benefits of being blessed by God. So this is your time. Amen? And this is just a simple prayer from the heart, saying, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I ask you now to come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. Lord, help me. Lord, help me to be better than I ever have been before because you are in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. So praise God. Amen. So if you did that and you meant that from your heart, you are born again. You are born again believer, just like that. And your name is automatically written in the books of life, which is the, 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 the pamphlets of heaven, the books of heaven. Your name is in there. So after this life, watch this. After this life, when you and I, when you die, when I die, listen, our soul don't stop dying. Our souls go to heaven. Amen. You're no longer bound by the devil. So I'm encouraging you to get into your local church. Get into a local church that has power, a local church that is a Bible-believing church, a local church that believes in signs, wonders, and miracles, and casting out devils. You get into a, a, a church that's pe preaching pure doctrine of Jesus Christ and the whole Bible, not parts of the Bible, because you should never, ever, amen, go into a church and come out the same way, broken and, and beat up, amen. And I declare and decree, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, that those who received you are their personal Lord and Savior, that you will heal them, deliver them, and fill them up, Lord, with the Holy Ghost. Lord, give them power, give them rulership over and dominion over the things of this earth, Lord. I declare and decree healing in their bodies, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I command cancer to let you go in Jesus' name. It has to let you go. Cancer be gone in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Throat conditions in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Uh, thyroid conditions be healed in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Tumors on the back, in the, on the back of the spine, be gone in Jesus' name. I thank you in the name of Jesus. I curse that tumor on the back of the spine in Jesus' name. Now, God, I give you praise and glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and bless God. Well, amen. Remember, 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 my book is out. The title of the book is The War in My Mind to the Place of Deliverance. Still available on Amazon.com in a paperback form or K, uh, KDP. Amen. That's Kindle. I mean, Kindle. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Kindle. It's still available and it's still on sale. And uh, I pray that you will support the ministry. Also, um, 
go back and look at some of the archives and I pray and I want to bless every person that is around the world. Thank you for tuning in and Jesus is Lord. May God bless you. Remember, you are victorious and you have the victory. God bless you until next time. This is Pastor Lisa and I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I pray that you stay blessed all this week. Stay healthy. Stay healthy. Amen. Praise God. Stay healthy, y'all. Stay healthy. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen.